Hi, this is Savannah. And this is Brian from the Dorky Diva Show. And you're listening to Star Wars. The best place for below average Star Wars. The Dorky Diva Show presents... Why is this seat so much more comfortable? The long-awaited sequel to the adventures of the Zolandart audio drama. Have you seen the captain's datapad? Trying to work, Murph. Piloting the Zolandart by himself. You do understand the details of this particular job, correct? I've been on plenty of jobs like this. With you! Reldar Sias returns to a planet he thought he'd left behind for good. Is there a reason you didn't mention I was tagging along? Hopefully having you there will make others think twice about messing with me. Making new friends. Oh, you must be the pilot of the Zolan Dart, yes? I guess I am. And reconnecting with old ones. Reldar? Vera? What are you doing here? Until past grudges resurface. I'd be minding my own business if I were you. Well, if your business wasn't being handled right in front of my face, maybe I could mind my own business. We have to leave. Now. Why the rush all of a sudden? We're in trouble. If it isn't little Reldarsoyth. Hey, Yorick. <laughs> Long time no see. Rose already knows you're here. Oh. Look who decided to come home. Reldar must confront his origin. I must admit, I never saw this as being a part of your past, Softshell. Or let it define his future. I will get what is owed to me, no matter the cost. Because what Roz is trying to do is wrong. Says you. My blasters. We're going to need these. Take that, Slavo. <laughs> Who do you think you are? The Adventures of the Zolan Dart, Episode 2, coming soon. Hello there, and welcome to the Star Wars Show, the best place for below average Star Wars. I am the Jolly Jedi Pete, and I'm joined by Jason Hondo Ling. Jason, how are you doing? Hi, Pete, and hello, everyone. Glad to be back. It's been a while, but we're looking forward to getting back into it. Yeah, let's talk some Star Wars. I think let's just dive straight in. You know, we haven't recorded for a while. I know one of the things we both love is Star Wars merchandise. Um, you know, there's been some big Lego news um, that sort of has it leaked out. I'm not sure, but you know, there's been some set revealed. Um, so we'll just dive straight in, talk about those if you want, uh, Jason. Start off with something, something fun. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, there's some big releases. Um, they were originally leaked, but they are now all appearing on the Lego website, which I'm happily staring at and getting all excited about now. Um, the first one, which seems a bit early to be talking about it, but it's the Lego Star Wars Advent Calendar. Um, this is always a popular one for me. Um, I normally buy it when it's released in September and build it in September, which 
He's just I can't resist. Um, but yeah, that looks good, full of goodies. Um, we've got the Emperor in a, a Christmas jumper as one of the figures. Um, we've got a Omega figure, which I think is going to be really, really um, sought after. Um, and a really nice Princess Leia from Endor. Um, so yeah, that's that's the first set that really jumped out at me. Um, the other one that's been getting a lot of buzz on the internet, um, and I'm sort of torn on, is um, the Yavin 4 Rebel Base. Um, this, to me, looks very similar to what they did with Vader's Castle. Very similar sort of build. Um, but that's retailing at £149.99, which seems quite expensive. Um, but you do get some quite cool minifigures um one um pretty popular one i think is going to be um luke and han um because obviously both of those have previously been done with um their yavin outfits with the medals printed onto the bodies with these sets um they actually have a detachable medal so you can have the figure either before or after they've been presented with their medal, which looks pretty cool in itself. Um, that's the first two. Then there's a new range that seems to have appeared, similar to um, what they already do for Marvel. Um, and we've got a Boba Fett, Darth Vader and Stormtrooper mech. Um, I'm not overly keen on these. Um, I used to collect the... Um, or I, I have collected a lot of the buildable figures um and i wish maybe they sort of carried on concentrating on these rather than bringing out this new mech range which i think fits with marvel but doesn't quite do it for me in star wars um and then we've got a couple of other ones uh we got yoda's jedi starfighter which is a bit of a rehash of an old kit, um, but does look quite cool. That's a nice little £30 kit. And then we've also got the 332nd Ahsoka Clone Trooper Battle Pack, which is one of the Lego-style battle packs, which basically gives you an excuse to start collecting clone troopers. Um, but all in all, yeah, there's some quite nice little kits being released there. Um, and you know quite a lot to look out for the yavin base was that like sort of the main temple building that you're building yeah yeah so you've got the temple building um you've then got the um tree in the lookout post and you've got a a build of a a y-wing looks like a pretty basic y-wing build um but all in all yeah it does look quite nice um, then obviously as you turn the kit around you've got several little sort of play areas that you can see so you've got um i don't know how to uh, you've sort of got like the um briefing rooms um so um just trying to see do, do, do. you've got general general dodonna giving out his briefing sort of thing um and yeah it's just really a fun little display piece, I think, really. 
Awesome. Um, is it similar to sort of what they've done with sort of the Moss Eisley canteen I set in the past, or is it more like the, I think you mentioned the Vedas Castle, didn't you? No, it's more. It's on a smaller scale, so it's more like the Vader's Castle. Um, obviously, Moss. Well, and I suppose the smaller scale. Um, there was the earlier Moss Eisley Cantinas, not the UCS kit. So it's similar, bigger scale than that, but uh, I'd say more on the scale of the Vader's Castle. Cool. And then the Yoda Jedi Starfighter um, is that sort of a re- is that a redo of a previous set? Yeah, it's um, I'm sort of looking at it, trying to. I think it's done to tie in with um, by the looks of it. Obviously, Yoda's sort of getting a resurgence with the new kids' TV series. But this, I'm looking at this kit, and it looks very similar to the old to the kit that I've already got. There's not even the build looks pretty much the same. Um, so yeah, I think it's pretty much a rehash. Okay. Well, I think obviously Lego wise, I'm haven't really picked up any new Lego in a while. Um, you know, I, you know, I've got a couple of sets that are unfinished, um, that I might need to start building. I think for me, I think the, the Yavin base, just how iconic and sort of old school that temple and the the way it looks in a new hope, the way it looks in Rogue One. I think um that's obviously I haven't seen it myself, but that's that's the excite that that's the set that gets me the most excited, I think is, is the Yavin base one. Um the Advent Calendar, I think, you know, I've, I've had two in the past and the, the last one I didn't really finish, I don't think. Um so <laughs> I might uh, I might just live curiously through yourself when you get that set and when you build it. Um Yeah, definitely. It'd be, it'd be cool. <laughs> Um, I'll happily build it for you, Pete. Definitely. <laughs> you got any other sets that you've acquired recently that you're going to start building? No, to tell the truth, I still haven't built any. Um, no, I haven't built any of the sets that I acquired at Celebration. I just haven't had time or the room to display them. Um, so I've still got those. I did recently. Um, I had my birthday last month and I got given the Obi-Wan Starfighter. Um, so I built that. That was quite a fun build. Um, quite enjoyed that. Um, and obviously I picked up the Obi-Wan figure that was with the um, Lego Star Wars magazine. Um, so I was quite pleased with that because obviously that's the same minifigure that comes with this kit. So if when I finally get a chance to properly display it, I'll be able to display it both with Obi-Wan in the cockpit, as he's supposed to be, and then Obi-Wan in his Jedi robes as well. Um, so I was quite pleased with that for those two purchases. Very good, very good. Speaking of merchandise and keeping on merchandise, I know there's been a, a brand new Star Wars merchandise store open sort of near yourself if you want to. I know you went to the, was it the opening, the grand opening you went to, Jason? Yep, um, it was Jedi Archives. It was the grand reopening. Um, and what we did is um, I went down with my daughter, who's gradually getting into Star Wars and everything. Um, obviously, Dorchester's quite close to where I am. Um, and obviously... This time of year, it's the next town on from Weymouth, so we've got a lot of tourists around. Um, 
really anyone who's in the Dorset area loves Star Wars. This is a little gold mine or a little treasure trove to visit. Um, it's a store that um, the owner, Ben, is really a huge Star Wars fan. And he wanted, he'd been selling Star Wars stuff online, um, I think, since 2016. He then... I believe opened a shop in 2019 and then they've moved to these new bigger premises and he's basically wanted to set up something for star wars fans to go and enjoy star wars um so there's everything there um they do gaming nights on a wednesday and thursday night um so but they've also got tables set up that are bookable for the day so you can go in and book a table and play the games there in the shop. Um, and it's just really, they had some quite, you know, they had a lot of the um, Hasbro Black Series figures. They were selling um, lightsabers like they'd gone out of business. Um, they were just jumping off the shelves. It was really exciting to see a lot of people all different ages visiting the shop look you know looking at star wars merchandise and it really was because it was just purely for star wars stuff it was quite a quite a place to be um and obviously they had mike berry there from the droid builders with his r2 who was um going around um chasing people out in the street um and a lovely guy called glenn who was a customer of Jedi Archives, who volunteered to put on his Vader costume and was wandering around having photos taken with the kids and everything. Um, so all in all, it was a really fun experience there. Obviously, they don't have Droid and Glint there all the time, but what they are doing is, um, you know, they're trying to organise events. Um, they're talking about having viewing weekends if they can. Um, yeah, just really somewhere for star wars fans to go and get together yeah it sounds really fantastic obviously i've seen them on social media and um you know i think if i'm ever down in that area i definitely want to go and check it out i think um it's definitely something we need up here in the north i think would be would be really good um yeah what was the one thing you saw in the shop that you maybe wanted to take away but didn't one of so many things. Obviously, they had a lot of the Black Series helmets. Um, and, yeah, there was... Um, they didn't have the helmets that I really wanted because um, the one I'm really looking for is the Death Watch helmet, I think. Um, but um, they had some other brilliant stuff there. The lightsabers were... They had some really good quality... Um, replica lightsabers um, and they were all reasonably priced you know and it's not often you can go into a shop and buy a lightsaber like somewhere like this um, that's not obviously like one of the Hasbro ones um, so no all in all there was too much stuff for me to choose from um, but my daughter who was determined that she was going to purchase something, did purchase um, a rather awesome um, picture, um, which she's displaying in her room. Um, and she was really pleased with that. 
awesome stuff awesome stuff moving on from merchandise on the um like in actual stores um i did pick up a star wars um galaxy micro squadron luke's x-wing um which i managed to pick up the um the chase variant, which is Luke Skywalker's X-wing from the Mandalorian um, season two finale, so you get sort of Jedi Knight Luke Skywalker figure with it, and then the X-wing's got um, slightly different paint job um, than the than the usual Luke one that comes with the Luke in the flight jacket um, in the flight suit. So I was very excited to pick that up. Um, I know you're a big fan of the Galaxy Micro Squadrons as well, Jason. Have you have you um, unboxed any of yours yet and had a little look at any of them and which which sets, if any? really sort of excited you the most i've had a look at them all and i'm just in love with the galaxy squadron stuff um i'm so jealous because i was waiting for payday to try and get the x-wing that you got and that frantically sold out and now is going for big big money um so yeah there's so many i've done joined several facebook groups to sort of look into this but um obviously i was lucky enough to get the galaxy edge version of the millennium falcon which i've got to get some decent photos done because it is a really good piece and to have my little hondo figure i was so happy i couldn't really describe my happiness um, but obviously I've got um, the Razor Crest and also um, Boba Fett's Starship, um, which they're some amazing ones. And I also, one of the little ones that I picked up, if I can just have a look at it, I've got it here beside me, is the Asajj Ventress um, ship. And that is... Um, Sarge Ventress is one of my favourite characters in Star Wars and it's a really nice um, little ship and obviously you get a nice little Sarge Ventress figure um, so that's one of the ones that I'm really pleased I got Good I'm sort of waiting for the next wave to get released um, from what I've heard they're doing some Return of the Jedi sets where you get like the Return of the Jedi Millennium Falcon with Lando on Nine Noon and it comes with two tie interceptors chasing it as well, apparently. So I don't know if that's available yeah. on Amazon or, or where. It seems to be not sure. US releases are pretty um, pretty easy to find, but the, the, the sort of the UK and European market, they're still trying to break into that, I think. So I think Smith's Toys eventually probably where it ends up. But uh, yeah, I'm keeping my eyes posted for where, where that turns up. Yeah, there's. Um, I've seen that some of the supermarkets, because they haven't shifted the kits or the the models they've stopped um stocking them at the moment so i'm hoping um since celebration i think they're gonna find that they had you know there was so much interest there at celebration um and obviously it was a chance for the uk market to really see what jazzwares were producing um i'm hoping that maybe as you say somewhere like smith's will pick it up and run with it um and hopefully maybe somewhere like forbidden planet and stuff like that will start supply maybe selling more of the stuff as well yeah definitely um moving on from merchandise um you know since we last recorded obviously we lost um ray stevenson at the age of 58 um no not only as 
one of the voice members for Star Wars Rebels, uh, but also obviously a big role coming up in the Ahsoka series. Um, obviously, I know you're a huge fan of Star Wars, Star Wars Rebels, Jason. So, do you just want to just sum up sort of Ray Stevenson's talent that he brought to Star Wars Rebels and just how good his his character was? Yeah, obviously, as a as an actor, Ray Stevenson, um, I first come across him um, in a lot of British television series and different things and obviously um the punisher um which he was a really underrated um actor for that it wasn't a successful film but i think it's become more and more successful um obviously in rebels um his voice work was just brilliant he's got this gruff persona that played perfectly for the character um so he was perfect for that but i was really excited to see what he was um coming into as um as this character in ahsoka and he's just obviously oh the other film that he was absolutely brilliant in was um the four series um and seeing him in that and then see him in as this mysterious I'm not even gonna see Jedi or Sith because all we know is he's a force wielder with a lightsaber. Um so seeing him in that role I was like, yeah, so you know, this is different to when he played Gar Saxon, but it's he's an actor that can bring something quite special. Um, I'm glad, obviously, that he got to complete the series, um, but it was a real blow to hear that someone, you know, really quite young um, had gone, and um, just as we were looking forward to seeing this new character, um, I I think I'm going to pronounce it right, is Balan Skull. Um, Yeah, it, it seemed... We've been cheated almost, or at least he'd been cheated, I should say, because he never got to see the reaction that people had of his character. Yeah, I mean, so there's been some information released about um, Ray Stevenson's character being in the skull uh, in Empire Magazine. Obviously, they're doing a big push for Ahsoka currently, um, which we'll get into. So, obviously, they've said, you know, the orange light saber wielder. In the upcoming Ahsoka show is a former Jedi who survived Order 66 and became a mercenary. Is the official description. Yeah. Um, and then there is actually a comment from Ray Stevenson himself where he, he describes Bane and Skull as what you know, Ray Stevenson quoted here as saying he has a, a stoic uh, lethality in that there's a purpose to him. He is not genocidal or malicious or overly aggressive, he will request that you get out of his way, but if but if you don't, he will then take you out of his way. Mm. So quite a, <laughs> quite a stern and you know a, a very capable character. It looks like we're going to get there. I think one of the things that you know has been seen and also been coming on is that just how much Ray um, enjoys time of Star Wars celebration. Obviously, the Ahsoka panel and being around that. Um, so you know, at least he did get to experience that and did get to experience people's reactions to the trailer, which you know is a big part of that trailer. You know, I think he, you know, the yeah. 
the male voice who was him, and we get to see his character sort of doing doing some things there. Um, so at least he did get to experience that. I think, yeah, definitely tragic that he won't get to see the end of the show and and how people react to the show. And you know, regarding his character, if his character survives, obviously, what happens next with the character if that does happen. Um, but yeah, obviously, our thoughts and our thoughts and. Um, prayers are with or with raised friends and family. Um, you know, fifty-eight. It's a, you know, a, a relatively young age. I think these days to to be hassle yet, but especially when you've just worked on a fantastic Star Wars show called Ahsoka, that's probably gonna blow people's minds when it comes out. And you're playing such a character where, you know, it's a former Jedi that survived Six Six that became a mercenary for hire. Like that's probably one of the first times that's happened. Like in that way, if that makes sense. If that is, if that is. The true description of the character, um, but yeah, any any closing thoughts on, on Ray before we move on to the other Ahsoka bits from Empire Magazine? No, just like you say, you know, deeper sympathies to family and friends, and you know, to you know, I just look forward to enjoying Ahsoka as a tribute to the art that he's created. So Empire Magazine is out now. Um, so Ahsoka's on both the normal cover and there's also a special collector's cover for subscribers. Um, and there's some new pictures in there. So the first one is like there's a Sith Inquisitor. Um, so it's the red blade with the circle handle, double-ended. Uh, the Inquisitor's in sort of Imperial armor. It's wearing a mask, um, which is sort of similar to something you would see in G.I. Joe movie. Um, and <laughs> it's... I believe it looks the same Inquisitor from the trailer who drops down, who's fighting Ahsoka in like the sort of concrete yard area type place, like industrial type environment. I, th- I believe it's the yep. same one. In this picture, it's actually like in the Inquisitor's in a forest. Um, it looks like, you know, there's leaves on the ground, there's trees, it's dark. Um, so very interesting to figure out uh, which Inquisitor it is and also where they are. And then also, who are they hunting? I suppose. I mean, probably hunting a soaker, I imagine, or possibly hunting Ezra, maybe. Um, or you know, could be hunting Bane and Skull. Um, you know, if they're hunting former Jedi who haven't turned, you know, it doesn't say Bane and Skull's turn. It says he's became a mercenary. You know, so yeah. What's your thoughts on on that image of the Inquisitor and who the Inquisitor could be hunting? Yeah, it's. I think obviously at some point it's pretty obvious that Ahsoka is going to become, um, you know, sought after by the Inquisitors. Um, you know, although obviously the way Rebels ends, um, no, not Rebels, Clone Wars ends, Vader, to all intents and purposes, thinks that Ahsoka has perished or has given that impression. So, you know, could that be part of the Ahsoka story that we're going to see how Vader discovers that his former Padawan is still very much alive? Um, although, obviously, we've seen that in Rebels. Uh, so, yeah, hang on, I'm thinking about it now. So, no, she's going to be... So, yeah, so it stands to reason, actually, doesn't it? Because of the storyline of Rebels, the Inquisitors there... She's going to be hunted. So I think, you know, the Ahsoka series is definitely going to time jump around, I think. You know, we've seen it on the yeah. top of this picture, but I think, you know, the Ahsoka we see in The Mandalorian is very different to the Ahsoka we see in Rebels. It's a much older, wiser Ahsoka. So for me personally, I think 
when we see Ahsoka in the time frame of the New Republic, I, I don't think she's getting hunted down by many things. I think she's probably doing the hunting. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, but we will see. I mean, like I said, the, the image in the trailer is very different to this environment in this picture. So maybe this Inquisitor encounters, you know, we see, see an encounter a few years earlier and then we see one sort of in the in the modern time frame of the series. Um, yeah. Time will tell, I suppose. Um, I just think it's I just think it's exciting that we're getting Inquisitors. I mean, going up to the next picture, which is Ahsoka, looks like Ahsoka as she, you know, goes to Lothal to see Sabine to go after Ezra at the end of Star Wars Rebels. Looks almost like yeah. that same picture. You know, Sabine's there, she's got the short hair in this picture. So I think it's I think it's is that earlier thing rather than later on when she's going to hair out of it. Um Sabine has Ezra's lightsaber on her belt. Um Ahsoka's very much like Gandalf the Grey with the coat, uh, the cloak on. Mm. Which is how we how we see her, um, so yeah, I think you know really cool that we're going to see sort of to me this picture. I know you're a big fan of Sabine with the short hair. Um, you know, I think I think we are going to see some time jumping where we're going to see you know, we're going to see them talking about Ezra and what's happening. Then we're going to see them actually hunting for Ezra. I think it's going to be a few years apart, perhaps maybe. Yeah, no, definitely, um, and yeah. The image of Sabine there sort of redid it for me because the long-haired version, the images I'd seen, it was like, oh, it's it's not the Sabine I'm sort of used to. Um, obviously, I, I'm one of these people that I I never condemn a series until after I've seen it, um, and I'm I'm open to change, and I'm open to the fact that you know they can show a different side of the character. But then seeing this image, and I was like, yes, that is the Sabine I wanted to see from Rebels. Um, and she looks perfect for the role. Um, and it, it just really does bring home the character, um, you know. And as you say, the way um, Ahsoka with the robes, it takes you straight back to the end in a Rebels. Um, and, yeah. I I just can't wait for this series. Um, I love I love Ahsoka, love Sabine, love Hera. Um, I'm hoping that you know we've seen Zeb in the Mandalorian. I'm hoping he's gonna play a role in this Ahsoka series. I would uh, I'd like to think if they took the time to create Zeb for the Mandalorian, there's a reason that they've done that, and he's gonna be brought into this series um and i i'm just looking forward to seeing what they do with the characters that i love so much from watching rebels several times now yeah and one of the things i've accompanied with that picture of sort of sabine with the haircut and the attire of the season finale of Star Wars Rebels and Ahsoka, again in the in that attire, uh, is Natasha Lou uh, Bordizzo, who portrays um, Sabine Wren. She's quoted saying that, you know, she, I mean Sabine, uh, is focused on the promise she made, which is obviously to bring Ezra home. Um, so it'll be very interesting to see, see what happens there. Um, very exciting times. And the third image that they've sort of released, I think there's more in the magazines, so I think you pick that up, is um, Ahsoka Uncloak. You can see her lightsaber's hanging on her belt. She's on board a ship, perhaps a New Republic ship maybe. Um, and in the background, you've got sort of a big display, um, which is sort of a cross between 
original trilogy technology and technology seen in the new trilogy, the sequel trilogy, um, which to me says is this connected to Harris and Dulan is this maybe one of the command ships that she runs. Yeah, definitely is. Um, I, it, to me, that's the older, wiser hair, um, Ahsoka there. Um, and yeah, um, also, like you say, with the technology in the ship, I think, you know, um, Ahsoka and Sabine are definitely going to be bouncing here, there and everywhere over the galaxy searching for Ezra. Yep, and they're not just Ezra, but also Thrawn. So it's going to be a, yes. quite a bit of stuff going on. Um, are you going to pick up the Empire magazine? Looks like there's quite a lot of information. Um, yeah, I think um, it's definitely one that I'm going to try and grab. Um, I'm, I'd almost, I'd almost be tempted to take out a subscription because that artwork on that cover is absolutely awesome. Yep. So I mean, it's out. It's on sale Thursday, 8th of June, so very soon. Um, and yeah, they sort of got interviews with all of the cast with um, Dave Filoni as well. So, you know, quite quite a lot of information probably in that uh, to get hold of and to read. Um, obviously, probably not going to dive into too much spoilers, but obviously, you know, Saga's come out in August, which is very exciting. Um, obviously, Star Wars Visions came out um, since we last recorded. Um, what were your overall thoughts on Star Wars Visions Season 2? Yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, I've got to go back through and re-watch each episode to really take them in. Um, obviously, I, I quite enjoyed the fun side of um, the Ardman animation. Um uh well episode um and all in all there was some quite interesting stories um and they you know um told in so many different art forms it was it's interest it's an interesting experiment um and you know it'd be interesting to see if they take it any further um i think they probably I reckon we might get another season of it um, with a few more animation houses having a go. Um, but it's just one of those, it's sort of picking through the episodes and the different stories they tell. Um, and the, all in all, that there wasn't... It's one of those I just didn't find any that particularly jumped out at me, um, but they were just fun to watch. And have you watched any of their Young Jedi Adventures, the other show that's debuted on Disney Plus? I watched a couple with my daughter. Um, I I've got to really have a proper look at it, but they did. Um, she was quite taken with them. Um, and yeah, uh, um, sadly, we've we've both been so busy that I haven't had a chance. And also with the weather being good, luckily she's not the sort of child to sit in front of the telly. She'd rather be outside chasing around so um that's probably one that i'm going to save for the winter months and actually sit down and watch the series with her when we can't get out and about yes i need to sit down and watch them both i watched some of the star wars visions i think i watched the first four episodes um which i enjoyed i haven't seen any of their young jedi adventures yet but i know it takes place in sort of the high republic era which i'm very interested in so i really do want to 
dive into those when I get opportunity and whether we'll have to review them deeper um, on the show once we're all up to date with them. Is there any other Star Wars news or anything Star Wars related at all, Jason, that you want to talk about before we wrap it up? Um, trying to think what else. Um, quite an interesting one with um, Mark Hamill recently saying that, you know, he felt that they'd done enough with Luke Skywalker. Um, personally, I have other ideas, but um, sadly I'm not working for Lucasfilm and don't have the ear of Dave Filoni. Um, but that was quite an interesting one. Obviously, Mark Hamill comes out with all sorts of stuff um, and it's just fun to follow him on Twitter, really. Um, obviously, a lot of stuff starting to come out, people getting excited about um, Celebration 2025. Um, it seems weird to think, what was it, two months ago, um, we were up in London enjoying ourselves. Um, oh, and also something exciting I've just spotted. Um, June the 28th, I get a um, Disney gallery, the making of Mandalorian Season 3 is coming. Um, and I'm a big fan of the gallery series, so I'll be looking forward to that. Um, I just wish I, I know it'll probably be a single episode and I do wish they'd go back to the format they did for the first series of Gallery um, because I think the round tables listening to the likes of Favreau Filoni um, Bryce Dallas Howard and all the directors just listening to how they created and, you know, Filoni, the stories he tells, obviously, working with George and the insight that he gives into George's thinking about everything was really, really good. Um, so, yeah, that's something to look forward to. Um, but other than that, I think that's pretty much it for me. be interesting to see, because obviously I know that the second season of Mandalorian, the, when it came to producing the... The behind the scenes look, I know that obviously COVID had hit, so I wouldn't know whether that had stopped them from having like the round tables and things like that and producing the documentary how they would want to. So it depends on whether you know the money to save by doing it the cheaper way by having people together, whether Disney Plus has copied that or whether they've gone back. So it'll be interesting to see whether it is one episode or if it's more than one episode. Um, but yeah, if I remember correctly, I'm sure it was done that way because of COVID. Um, and the, another thing is yeah, that. They- Another thing is that obviously you've got obviously Mandalorian season four. I think is obviously currently. I think it's going to be slightly delayed because of the writer strike currently going on um, with the with the writers guild of America. Um, yeah. So you know, I think once that gets rectified, is when that show can then start its like production run. Um, yeah, I've just so I've just looked. They're saying it's a single episode. Um. Which is a bit disappointing. Um, I I have to admit, I know I know what you're saying. They stopped because of COVID the sit arounds, um, but I think they seem to have gone for the same sort of format that they're also doing for all of the Marvel output. So they seem to be sticking to single episodes, whereas I think Gallery, because that was one of the first things that they did with Disney Plus. It was something that you know I'd like to have seen them carry on with the round tables now that the COVID issue isn't quite as severe as it was. 
Yeah, I think Disney Plus as well. They started taking content off Disney Plus. Um, yeah. Which I don't know if that's a power play with the writers or not, but they have started doing that. So again, I think I think they're looking to lessen the content on there. Um, you know, for some reason. Um, so very yeah. very interesting times, I suppose. Yeah, there's a lot of changes, obviously, um, with Bob Chapek going and Bob Iger returning. Obviously, they it's it's obvious they both had very different ideas. Obviously, Disney Plus was very much Bob Iger's um, brainchild before he left, really. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how he starts to reform that um, since his return. Indeed, and I think for Star Wars as well, you know, Disney Plus is his brainchild. But I think for him being back, he wants things in the cinema. So I think he'll he'll, he'll be yeah. saying, you know, and since he's come back, you know, we've had the three movie announcement at Star Wars Celebration. You know, he, he wants Star Wars in movie theaters as well as Disney Plus. Don't get us wrong, but I think I think that's yeah. sort of that that sort of dry period of not getting a movie, you know, which might have continued under Bob Chapek, yeah, will not happen under Iger. You know, Iger's already reversed some of the things that in the parks that Chapek had put in place. Um, so it'll be interesting to see, you know, the right of strikes, the right of strike, and that's a different kettle of fish. But I think, you know, once that's resolved, it'll be interesting to see what Disney Plus does at that point. Um, Disney Plus have just added all the Indiana Jones movies, though, I have noticed, ahead of Indiana Jones in the Dial of Destiny coming out at the end of June. Um, and I believe the young Indiana Jones adventures are also on there. Um, so that's quite interesting that they've obviously secured the rights on Paramount and then they've put them on, put them on there sort of in the build-up to Indiana Jones. Yeah. No, the, I I have to admit, I haven't had a look at Disney Plus lately, but now that you've told me that, I may be heading over there um, because you know, the Indiana Jones series is um, something I love, and I uh, I love the young Indiana Jones Chronicles as well. So they're definitely on in America. I'm not sure if they're on in the UK or not, but they should, I don't see why they wouldn't be because I, I don't know where else they would be rights-wise. So I, I don't see why it would be a problem to put them on in the UK. Um so yeah, um, I'm not quite sure if they've renamed it. The Young Indiana Jones Chronicles. I read somewhere that they might have like renamed it just so it's easier to find. But um, yeah, it's probably because it confuses the Americans. I think it's maybe the Young Adventures of Indiana Jones now, or the Adventures of Young yeah. Indiana Jones. I'm not sure, but there has been some sort of change. I read anyway. I'm not sure how true that is. Um, but yeah, obviously, you know, quite a quite a fast episode today. I was just a catch up, really catching up on the Star Wars news. Um, Anything else you want to chat about, Chase, before we wrap it up? No, I think that's it. Um, obviously, always good to catch up and chat with yourself, Pete, um, and obviously the rest of the guys. Um, uh, sorry, I've just confirmed it. Yes, all of the Indiana Jones is on Disney Plus in the UK as well. Fantastic. Um, so, yeah. Um, no, all in all, good to be back. Looking forward to bringing forward more Star Wars news as and when it lands. Um, and especially, obviously, the build-up to Ahsoka, which I know everyone's excited for. Um, and, obviously, all the lovely merchandise that we soon start to see stuff coming out ready for that dreaded time of year at the end of December. Indeed. I mean, you know, Ahsoka's on the corner. You know, this big empire spread that they've got that comes out on the 8th. You know, it's going to be full of information and full of even more pictures than what they've released this week. Um Sort of merchandise is probably going to be pretty big once the show starts coming out. I imagine we'll get new, new releases every every week. 
Um, so yeah, we really are on the cusp of um, brand new live action Star Wars and also live action Star Wars that ties into Clone Wars, Rebels, ties into the original trilogy and it ties into the sequel trilogy. Um, so it's in that sweet spot where it's going to tie into Mandalorian. So it essentially ties into everything that's come before it, you know, so it's going to tie into Mandalorian, it's going to tie into the sequel trilogy, it's going to tie into the original trilogy, it's going to tie into Rebels, it's going to tie into Clone Wars, you know, it's tying into sort of all of Star Wars, really. It links the prequels to the original trilogy, the sequel trilogy, and it links the movies to the Disney Plus shows, um, and it links the animation world to the live action world. So it is very much going to be a piece that's going to bring all the Star Wars together, I think. So I'm very, very excited for Ahsoka coming in August. Yep, no, definitely. Where can the people find you on social media, Jason? It's, as always, and I've actually remembered for a change, at Hondo Ling. Um, so always, uh, I know, he's, uh, he's starting to stick in the old brain. I'm not completely addled. <laughs> uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Pete. You can find the podcast on Twitter at Boars Star. And you can find the podcast on Facebook, um, Instagram and TikTok at Star Boars Podcast. Um, please check us out on social media. You can also check us out wherever you get your podcasts. And if you listen on a podcast um supplier like Spotify or like Apple Podcasts or anywhere else where you can leave a review, please just consider leaving us a top review. It takes you a couple of seconds, but it makes us smile for a long time. Jason, thanks for joining us. May the force be with you. Listeners, thank you very much for listening. May the force be with you. And remember, always tell that to Kanja Club. Hello, Star Wars listeners. This is Savannah Odit. You might know me as host of The Dorky Diva Show with my co-host Brian Balance. I am also producer of The Adventures of the Zolan Dart, which is a Star Wars-inspired audio drama that we produced over the last year. If you love stories uh, about smugglers, courage, heroic characters, and maybe a few foes along the way, you should go to thedorkydivashow.com and listen to The Adventures of the Zolan Dart today. Shao, we've got your pigs. Were any of the critters harmed? What did you do now? I didn't do anything. It just freaked out for no reason. It was nice doing business with you again. Maybe next time we could deliver something less uh, temperamental. <laughs> now, what you call temperamental, I call fun. Hey, is there a place nearby where I can make some repairs? Uh, oh yeah, three clicks south of here, you'll find a small spaceport. Uh, they, they should have what you need, as long as it's nothing too big. Dynamic class? My stars, you don't hear about many of those still being spaceworthy. It's been in my family for a while. She's pretty great. Uh, any chance you have a hovercart we can use to load up? I'll check out the holonet to see if anything new has come up in the sector. My name is Sereth Khan. I am the chief here on Gamay. My people and I have been experiencing food shortages as of late due to unforeseen natural occurrences. We are looking to hire someone. I say we take this one. The pay is great and it's the type of job we're familiar with. Welcome, welcome. You must be Captain Otoa. I've already sent word to Pak to expect you in the next cycle or so. You told him we were coming before we even accepted the job. That's rather presumptuous, isn't it? Uh, perhaps, though, once I received confirmation that you are interested and on your way here, I couldn't help but hope. Fair enough. Well, we'll be back as soon as we can.
Well, that's not good. Is that blaster fire right here? Ah, so you're the one. Captain, it sounds like they want to do this the hard way. <laughs> I love when they got some fight in them. Oh, this is bad. This is bad. We're about to have a lot of company. I'll see you soon.